Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Reverend TC Views Podcast. We are live in studio. Thank you so much for joining me. And if this is your first time, a very, very special welcome to you. This is the program, Reverend Tashi's Talks, and I'm your host, Reverend Tashi Campbell. It is always my pleasure to remind you that a good God can do great things in your life. It's so good to see all of you. I am seeing that there are some persons who are already in studio. Welcome. You are live in studio. This is the show, Reverend Tash's Talks, and it's a beautiful Friday evening here in Jamaica. Thank you so much for joining me, for coming to hang with me. My co-host, Wayne, is in the house and should be getting connected in a few seconds. Wayne. Please call in so that I can accept that call. All right. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Welcome. Wayne. How are you doing? Hi, you had me scared for a moment. <laughs> yeah, something went wrong somewhere, but we'll see. <laughs> well, I'm doing great. And um, as usual, it's always my pleasure to be with you. Yes, and we are looking forward to tonight's conversation. This is the first in our series, our three-part series on gospel music. And tonight we're talking about the gospel music dilemma, edification or entertainment. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, and I want to just get right into it because I think when we had this conversation, this was really about the fact that well, for me, I know I would have observed some double standards in, in the church with the older people in the church rejecting certain kinds of gospel music or certain genres of gospel music. And we're, we're talking about in Jamaica now, or maybe even beyond Jamaica, but they reject a certain kind of gospel music on the basis that it sounds too much like the world, secular, but then... When you look at gospel music from their time, the ones that they really enjoy now would have had the same sound, a secular sound, so to speak, at that time. Well, uh, traditionally, historically, gospel music has always um, been controversial. And you're right, the same objections people have of the music today, the music they are enjoying now, Back in the day, it was also controversial. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the question now is that I want to get right out there. And let me say to our studio audience, there's a studio chat. If you want to contribute to the conversation, please feel free to place comments in the, in the chat and we will read it as long as there is time. So the big question here is, could it be that the demand to entertain has overshadowed 
the need to edify. When we look at our gospel music today, when we listen to our gospel music today here in Jamaica, does it feel more like entertainment than it is edification or ministry? What do you think? Well, I basically think um, how you look at the music, uh, it depends on the, what perspective you're looking at it from. I like to think that the, the gospel minister, the person who is the born-again Christian who's singing gospel music, that to, to them, the emphasis should be on edification. But mm-hmm. they, have no, they have no control over how the listener receives it. The listener may, could receive it as um, entertainment or edification. <laughs> But I think um, the, the primary goal of the, uh, the born-again gospel singer should be edu- um, edification. All right. I think we need to clarify up front what gospel music is. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we clarify, to, to clarify what gospel music is, I want to talk about what the gospel is. No. Let's go from a biblical perspective. The gospel really means good news. And within Mm -hmm. the context of the Bible, it is the good news of Jesus Christ. It is a message of victory. It is uh, a kind of a, it's a message that causes joy and gladness. So, you know, you're proclaiming the the, the glad tidings. All right. And uh, one author says, in the New Testament, the two words, evangelion and evangelizo, came, became technical terms for this message of good news offered to all men through faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. So in essence, the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. It is, it is a, a, a message of God's plan for salvation, for faith in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Right. So if that is the gospel, then it stands to reason that gospel music would be any song that is promoting this message or related message. Indeed. Mm-hmm. All right. So is there a distinction then that needs to be made between gospel music and maybe Christian music? Do, do, do Christian people, those who profess faith in Jesus Christ, sing songs that... Uh, maybe do not fall in the category of gospel? Uh, I think what is classified, the genre of music that is classified as gospel music, it's not, it's not strictly in keeping with the definition of the gospel that you just um, read out. I think people use gospel to cover all type of Christian music. Once it's speaking about God, Jesus Christ, uh, salvation, any of the descriptions that um, can be attributed to Christianity, once a song speaks to those, it is classified as gospel. So when a gospel artist decides that he's going to dedicate a song to his wife and, and saying, I thank you, God, for my mama, or I thank <laughs> you for my, for my honey, and so on. God is mentioned in there. Is that gospel? <laughs> I, I, I am inclined to say no, because although God is mentioned, 
the focus, the, the emphasis is not on God. It's on his honey, as you put it, or his mother, or anything else he's singing about. If the focus is not, is not on God and um, the, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, or if it's not elevating God, if it's not um, worshiping, uh, describing and telling people about God, I wouldn't personally consider it to be gospel. Well, so okay. Some people, mm-hmm. some people might categorize it because the fact is you are giving God glory for what he has blessed you with for this person. But, you know, I want to talk about how we should evaluate gospel music and remain fear. But before we go to yes, go ahead. Let me ask. All right. Um, I know we have local, um, local listeners and international listeners. Uh, I think there's a song, a local song that says, Thank your mom of um no okay. You have um dancehall artists because most Jamaicans grew up in church and them although they perhaps don't they're not Christians but they acknowledge that there's a God. I'm on a DJ about God and God gave him gold chain and God gave him this and God gave him that. Surely he's mentioning God, but by any stretch of the imagination, any reasonable person would classify that as gospel. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> Well, we have gospel artists out here, Christians, who sing songs like Shataman. Should we, should we classify that as God? Let's listen to a little bit of Shataman. Are you hearing it okay? I'm only your instrumental. All right. Apparently there's a long intro. All right, rifle a boss, blink and two man dead. Mr. Shatterman, yeah. how you fish yeah. the man dead? Gospel? A gospel that? Uh, well, um, the, that fir- the first two lines without hearing the rest <laughs> of the song, instinctively, I would think that's not a gospel song. But I hear more and see how it progresses. But the first two lines, the song like gospel to me. All right, then, great. The first couple lines, yeah. Okay. And I like the fact that you, you said you'd have to listen to the rest of the song. And that mm. takes us to, we have to look at the message of the song. But before we talk about how we should evaluate gospel music, I want to talk a little bit about Sunday morning service. Okay. Praise and worship, ministry in song, music. Mm-hmm. Is there, are there certain songs that are more appropriate for Sunday morning than there are others? You know, what if on a Sunday morning, you know, somebody decide that, you know, they're concerned about what's going on in the inner city and decide that they're going to sing Shataman? Uh, 
I'm sort of old school and I think um, people's opinion and take on the thing will depend on um, the, the demographic into which they fall, their age group. First, before I answer that, I want to put forward a definition for entertainment. All right. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary Online says that entertainment is amusement or diversion provided especially by performers. So amusement or diversion provided especially by performers. Another definition is the action of providing or being provided with amusement and entertainment. So that's, those are the definitions I'm working with. Okay. Amusement, okay. entity, and um, enjoyment. No, against that background, Sunday morning, we turn up at church now for collective worship <laughs> with the fellow Christians <laughs> and stuff. I'm going to come to be amused and entertained. Uh, and I mean, something might be said that causes some amusement, but that shouldn't be the primary focus. My primary focus is not to be entertained. But I, my primary focus is not to come to enjoy myself. My primary focus is come worship. So the type of... So worship is not something that provides any form of enjoyment. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yes, but um, it's not a fleshly enjoyment, I would think. Okay. Oh, so no enjoyment so has categories. <laughs> There's the enjoyment yeah. of the flesh and enjoyment yeah, people, of the spirit. Yeah, when people are kind of all gyrate and wind up and... Uh, lift up your leg, eye, and whatever. They might enjoy themselves, but may not expect that sort of enjoyment. At um, any church service, much less a Sunday morning service. So I would think that certain songs, in my opinion, would not be appropriate for my Sunday morning service. But I want you to shut a man Sunday morning service. If you're if you're having an evangelistic outreach in a community. And um, depending on the type of community, you know, so shot, um, shooting one regularly. Um, again, for our international audience in Jamaica, shot a man, criminals will go around and shoot down people. So if the community that you know that shooting is, is um, widespread, you can run shot a man. Because it's, um, right. that is a lang- that's a language they understand. And then you, you, um, the, I would imagine that the rest of the song speaks about what he's doing is wrong and he needs to turn him life over to Christ and start live a, a better life. All right. So we, we'll visit that again because I do want to talk about entertainment. We're gonna, mm-hmm. I want to share about three or four points that I believe we should consider when we're thinking about how we should be evaluating gospel music. And mm-hmm. for those who have just joined us, welcome. We are talking about the gospel music dilemma edification or entertainment could it be that the demand to entertain has overshadowed the need to edify and i'm gonna play another jamaican gospel song from the same artist dj nicholas and uh, i will say what the words are saying after but i'll just play it first Follow me. God, I see everybody, anybody. 
body, hear me daddy. Him give it chance of the chance, for we say we sorry. We should have hit the madhouse so at the cemetery. We should have lock up in a, the penitentiary. But instead, him give it hope a new territory. Take the food, turn him to ice, send him go seminary. Sometimes we turn him back and him cast in hereditary. But we go praise him right now, tell him we're very sorry. Cause I feel everybody, I know for you one. Him come to send him blood to save every human. Alright. Okay. Did no, you hear some that? that? Yeah, some of it says, and I've heard enough to understand. I'm, I'm not sure our international audience will understand, but me, I must have got that for everybody, which, um, yeah, shedding blood for everybody. So that's so like a true gospel music. Uh, would I want that Sunday morning? Uh, personally, I would say no, because Sunday morning congregation is a mixture of people of different time, ages, different likes and dislikes. Young people that wouldn't love that and some not so young people who think them young wouldn't love that. The more elderly people, them perhaps have got a problem with it. So would have a weird that. And, um, but you know, it's interesting, it's interesting that we're having this conversation about who is old school and old people coming to Sunday morning service. Because when I go to gospel concerts, Sometimes mm -hmm. it seems as if the old people are the number of old people there are close to equal with the number of young people there, so called old or so called really? young. Well, yeah. really, and I, I, the reason why I see them is because you know I'm at a stage where when I go to a gospel concert, I really I am I try to be in the VIP section as much as I can. And oh, girl. I see them sitting up there enjoying the music. And I think because within our culture, many mm. of our gospel artists, they have a testimony that goes ahead of them. So if, if persons have been following them up, you know their salvation testimony. And when, when I think that generally we appreciate the testimony of any person who was you know, in the past, this this is who I was in the past. This is what Jesus Christ did for me. And so when they know, you know, singing, whatever it is that they're singing and the message is clear, there's a strong appreciation for it. Uh, I don't question, um, I have no, I will not question um, your observation because I have the utmost respect for you. And if you say that is what you observe, I believe it. But I still think just like everything in life, uh, you have to select um, music for the occasion. For example, yes. at a wedding, yes. at a wedding, me now play um song a wedding. Well, what's love got to do with it? Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? Yeah, incidentally, I I went to a wedding and at the reception that song was played. What's love got to do with it? To me, that's inappropriate. Similarly, at a church service, yeah, you, you could have the best testimony. What gunman, criminal, rapist, and you got God um touch you and you get saved. Fine testimony work well. You can run a testimony at the service. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, a thing about Shatano and um, some things now. I kind of might have a little issue with that because of the mixture of the audience. And yes, yes. some 80 year old and some 70 year old and some 60 year old and some younger people too might have a problem with it because they want to hear some Jim Reeves and some. Oh, uh, please. But, but <laughs> to the testimony. The, the, the test so you're saying they must speak the testimony then because a lot of these artists put the testimony in a song and the song might just be a reggae song uh it's not a, and there it's seems not a to be a, there seems to be an issue with the instrumental rather than the lyrics no well um yes 
some people have an issue with that too because remember you know the term i use for the definition for entertainment i'm working with you know is amusement and enjoyment nothing amusing about the man's testimony in a song no but the song or enjoying but the song itself the rhythm it's on the the instrumentation of the song might drown out the lyrics and all people are doing our drum pop and um dance and carry on and they're not able to pay too much attention to the, the lyrics all right that's well, let's, that's let's, let's, yes that's a danger i think a lot of pastors and some uh dare i say more mature christian maturing age have with the with um reggae music in particular and the the heavy bass rhythm in certain gospel uh, music but they figure that the what is capturing people's attention is the music, the the instrumentation, and not the lyrics. Yes. Yeah. Well, personally, I think that reggae is unique to born in or came from Jamaica. That's our culture. And I agree. So, right, and so I do not reject. I embrace worship with that instrumentation. As mm -hmm. in, just like in other countries, there are different types of music uh, or instrumentation that's unique to them. It's their brand, and they use it as a form of worship in terms of the lyrics that they put on it. But uh, we will come back to this. Let us get into how we should evaluate gospel music and be fair. And I want okay. to point out a few things. The first mm -hmm. thing in terms of our evaluation of gospel music, what is the message of the song? Talking about evaluating it now. So you hear mm -hmm. it. What is mm -hmm. the message? Is the message in keeping with the principles of God? Is the message in keeping with the, with the scripture? Is the message in keeping and agrees with, not going against and all over the place, but does it agree with the gospel message? This message of victory. Mm -hmm. good news of jesus christ does it inspire joy and, and gladness what is mm -hmm. the message of the song that's one two the music or the instrumentation as you call it no mm -hmm. i don't embrace all instru instrumentation if it is original i always love that and i believe that many of our jamaican gospel artists as far as i know they build their rhythms within the in-studio, prayer before, during, and after, make them song, release. There are some gospel artists that are known for original rhythms. Mm -hmm. However, there are some who are known for sing-overs, and they borrow rhythm from the dancehall or from the secular um, culture, and therefore, certain rhythms, if the instrumentation by association is something that will inspire any kind of thought, behavior, attitude that does not glorify God, then I will have a little problem with that. Okay, so would I. All right. So we must look at what is the association. So let's look at another song now very nice song but the problem is people know the secular song that is associated with that all right and it becomes a problem now when 
you know, for persons who might have been in the world. All right, tell me now. Okay. Well, <laughs> first of all, you said them type of song that now. Maybe I listen too hard for even hear what I'm saying. Right? I had a difficulty hearing what he was saying, so I can't I have a difficulty evaluating. I'm not, I'm not supposed to train my hearing for understand and hear what he's saying. Well, I don't hear what he said just now, you know. Well, I heard it. <laughs> Well, well, it depends, your, on, your, it depends your, on your preference of music, though, because some people don't like rock music. Than, your ears are perhaps younger than mine. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. But the point is, that instrumentation has an association with a very slack, secular dancehall song. So to take it as is, just change up the words a little bit, even the, the way the words are sung sound like the, the the secular song that is going to be a controversy and therefore something like this i definitely would stay away from this kind of this particular song and songs that are you know so we're talking about the message the music right we have to pay attention to that yeah. and uh, we should also consider who is being glorified or exalted in the song? Indeed, yes. Who? And by glorified, I mean, is the song pointing people to Christ? Mm-hmm. Is the song pointing people to Christ? Or is it doing something else? Is it pointing to the artist? Is it pointing to people? That song, for example, Ball Out, how many persons, I heard the artists in many interviews saying that people were led to the Lord in that song. I don't know. I would have to take his word for it because I wasn't in any uh, setting where the song is played and that it had that influence. But I do know, however, because I did my own little survey among Christians and non-Christians when the song came out. And it mm-hmm. seems to me that... Uh, that controversial gospel song led people more led led more led many people let me not say more because i don't have numbers working with but it led many people to go and look for the secular song to see how close they were okay and this song also had maybe close to a million or more views not because people were being ministered onto by it and falling down under the anointing but because of the controversy, they just wanted to know what is causing the controversy. When you saw it in, 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 on the TV, when he's being interviewed, it was always defend, defend, defend. And I continue to maintain that whenever gospel artists have to keep defending what they're doing, their ministry usually doesn't last very long, at least not in impact. And I've seen it over and over and over again. We should not have to defend what we're doing if we're doing it in the name of the Lord. The gospel can defend itself and the Holy Spirit can do the work that he's supposed to do. We don't need to be defending to the world what we are doing if we are being led by the Spirit. True, I agree. All right. But, so, yes, go ahead. All right. Um, I think you know, one of the distinctions that we need to be, um, to make is it's not everybody who sings gospel is a Christian, you know. 
Because you, oh, you have singers, yeah. you have singers, Whitney Houston, Rita Franklin, big singers who them, them can sing in the sense that they're, they're, they're talented, great singers, and they, they, they don't identify as born-again Christians, but them sing all, them grew up in church and them know gospel music and their managers are, they, they, they're recording um, label. I think it's a good thing to do a gospel a gospel um, song, a gospel, album. a gospel album, right? And then you have born-again singers now. The distinction I make between the two is that a born-again singer, what he or she is doing is ministering. They're using their music, or at least they should be, to evangelize, to draw people to um, Christianity, or to help to build up Christians' edification. Yes, that's edification right there, building right. up. Right. And um, so to me, I made that distinction. And everybody who sing a, a song that we say is gospel song is a Christian. So their motive might be totally different. They might do something come on in. All right. And that could lead us into a conversation about uh, whether collaborations between gospel artists and secular artists should go no, hand sir. in hand. And that, but that's another show all together. <laughs> I see... Yep. One of our guests, Andre, saying, example, Wayne Marshall. And yeah. Wayne Marshall was being praised as, you know, he's on a journey and, and all of that. Yeah. And persons, I believe, they were not listening to Wayne Marshall in many of his interviews because I was not convinced. No, man, this is the man. All right. All right. As I, as I said, what, what, before, before we get to Wayne Marshall, though, what about mm -hmm. George Nooks? George Nooks? All right. I heard right? John Nooks Nook. give an interview. I heard Nooks give um gave an interview about um why he did a gospel album. And he said it was his grandmother who I'm a singer, so his grandmother was saying to him she wanted him to do a gospel album before she died. So oh, how sweet. And, and I remember I said, you know, I remember I said earlier that most Jamaicans grew up in church, you know, Sunday school. Well, if we go Sunday school. Well, until very recently, most children had to go Sunday school. If your parents don't go to church, you have to go Sunday school. So we grew up knowing and believing in a God. And we, we have reverence, you know, we must be reverent towards God and towards the things of God. So I wouldn't be surprised. I'm, I wasn't surprised that George Nooks can sing some gospel songs that really hit home, good gospel songs and... In the next and the next birth, him sing a, 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 another type of song. But and I've never heard, I don't know if George Jokes is a Christian, I've never heard him declare himself to be a Christian. But I believe that once you're singing about God, God can use the, the music to glorify his name and draw people to him. But, All right. And this is the song that we came to know George Nooks by. Yes, George Nooks, brother George Nooks. <laughs> I was at the a, a gospel concert with George mm -hmm. Nooks coming to sing that song. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is him singing that song? That's such a nice song. And I, and I was shocked. 
A few so weeks inc- after that to hear him in the news that he was caught with cocaine. But incidentally, Incidentally, that song is not an original um, George Nooks composition, you know. Me know Al, Al Green. Be surprised. No, Al Green um did a version of that song, and um, I don't even know if that's the original, but yeah. So, and I think Al Green wasn't singing about God is, yeah, it's the same God is standing by. So, so it wasn't original. So, it's a song that was um what I'm called. I think they called that um there's a term for it in the music industry, a cover. Right, so brother, but brother George Nooks owned the song. He did yeah. it, and, and we, 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 we love it. We love yeah. it. We love yeah. it. Nice and reggae and everything. Jamaican, yeah. the core. Mm-hmm. But you know, I see a question in the chat about how do we balance, yeah, music with the with the older folks as as well as the younger folks. And I think that that is something that churches should really be looking into. You know, Indeed. and trying to find that middle ground. And it can it is possible to find that middle ground where you're not pushing going over the edge too much to get the young people uninterested and get the old people irritated. Right? right. Because it's it's all in the name of ministry. And mm-hmm. uh, we can find that middle ground as long as we are very deliberate to pray about it and to give consideration to the culture of our own church and so on. And I want to say that feelings, preferences can't be the standard when we're looking at gospel music. It's not just how you feel and what you prefer. That's fine for your own personal, you know, purposes. Mm -hmm. But then we must be discerning the dis- discernment must must be the compass to some extent in terms of our own assessment of of gospel music and then the next question that we should be considering is should the messenger of the music matter should the messenger matter so for example oh. if a gospel artist there's another song that we we love we love that song so much um about the the, the blood of the lamb. I, I, I when I remember it, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, okay. Song by Ray Bolts. Uh, I oh, pledge yeah. allegiance. Yeah, right. Right. Mm-hmm. I pledge allegiance. For years yeah. we have been singing that song and praising the Lord. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb, and and with all my strength, with all I am, and Ray Bolts came out of the clas- the closet as being. Mm-hmm homosexual and and all of a sudden now persons are saying boy what should i do with my ray Bolts album should i throw it away should i stop singing that song you know i can't believe it and all of that if a gospel artist is no longer walking with the lord like what it appeared to be with mm-hmm. our own local um What's his name? I, I Prodigal Son. Oh, Prodigal. Oh. When he became Prodi, Prodi and, yeah. and, and all kind of things. If a gospel artist is no longer walking with the Lord, should we throw out all of their music? Uh, you want to hear my take on it? What's your take on it? I say no. You don't have to throw out the music because if the music is con- if the if it's um before him turning back on his um profession of Christianity, if the music was proclaiming the truth, it was um, speaking of God, God can use that music to fulfill his will. 
So nothing is wrong with the music, even if the person turning back on it. A lot of gospel songs we're sing, um, we we're happy about now. Some of those um artists are I don't feel like that term for born again Christians. Some of those some of those ministers. Then perhaps um subsequently them do some interview where you start questioning them profession of faith. But the music was good. It was glorifying to God at the time, and it still is. Changing mm-hmm. its walk doesn't do nothing to the music. All right. That, is, that All was right. done good, yeah. That's my well, take on it. All right. And, and I am with you there. And I want to talk about the fact that there's a double standard sometimes with people who are talking about throwing out the music because of the messenger, or they're not going to listen to this, any, to, to that, to any song done. Mm-hmm. And that's your choice, by the way. I'm not... People yeah. can make their own choices, and if it if it if it works better for you that way, go True. right ahead. All right, but some mm-hmm. of these same people they listen to secular songs by by people who are associate themselves with Satan. All right, and okay. I think that we need to consider, of course, and I think that we need to consider the fact that the impact of the message in the song. If the song was in keeping with the scriptures, if the song aligned with the message of the Bible, the principles of God, then the messenger cannot affect that anymore. True. And in the same way, because the question is, has the message changed because the messenger changed? I don't think so. If a preacher, pastor, denounces his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Has the gospel lost lost its power? Absolutely not. The gospel can never lose its power because the gospel is about Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That gospel message will, will continue to change people, still has the power to change people. People just have to embrace that free gift of salvation that is offered by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ alone Amen. all right and i think that that's what you know we need to we need to to give attention to so should christians the last question i want us to to address as we wrap up should mm-hmm. christians place any value on entertainment is there a place for entertainment in the life of the christian is there a place for entertainment in the church service is there a place for entertainment in gospel music <laughs> Uh, why are you getting, putting me on the spot? All right, first, I'm going to take I'm going to take the church service first. All right, I'm dealing with emphasis and and the um the, the yeah emphasis. Purpose, what is purpose. the what is the purpose? When we turn up Sunday morning, I'm going to have a corporate worship. Entertainment not on my mind. I'm going to think it on most Christian church people. I attend the church. Christians are just people of um, God-believing people. Turn up. I'm going to think them come for entertainment. Them come for hear a word from God, a word of um, warning, a word of... Um, encouragement. Uh, encouragement. Uh, if uh, they might want to hear a word of prophecy or they, they want to see the preacher tie up what is happening today with, with um, biblical references and prophecy. Fine. Mm-hmm. No, the preacher, the preacher might say one or two things that cause me to be amused. But that is not my primary focus for being there. So if um so in a sense, 
if if a byproduct of the, the the service produces some amusement, I have no problem with that. But that shouldn't be the main emphasis. Okay. All right. I want you to find for me First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirty-one, and uh, read that. So while you look for that, I, I'm just going to make a comment on the whole entertainment issue as we wrap this thing up. First of yes. all, I'm going to point out that entertainment, I am defining it as you have amusement, enjoyment. And the word fun, games, those are not in the Bible. Play is in the Bible in reference to musical instruments or playing the harlot or Israel sitting down to eat and drink and rising up to play, which was a reference to their naked dancing and worse. Vacation, retirement, sports, those things are not in the Bible. But even though they're not in the Bible, it doesn't mean that these are not things that we can engage in as Christians. So as it relates to if there is a place for entertainment in the life of the Christian, yes, I believe that there is a legitimate place. It is okay for Christians to relax. Sometimes go on a vacation now and then, have some fun, Enjoy the good gifts that God has bestowed on them and their family. Nothing wrong with that at all. I agree. All right. The challenge is that First Corinthians ten thirty one. If you found it, you 31. can. Thirty one. Yes. No, man, I just I forgot what you said. So thirty one. Okay. Go First ahead. Corinthians ten thirty one. You can read it now. Okay. So First Corinthians um, ten thirty one. I'm reading from the NIV version. Yes. It says. Yes. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Amen. That, I think, is the bottom line. Do it all for the glory of God. The Christian must be walking in the spirit. So with entertainment, this is my take on it. We should not serve entertainment. According to Philip Holmes, he says... Endless entertainment is a cruel master that seeks to devour our true joy and lead us away from Christ. So again, there should be a balance. There should be, there's a legitimate place, but it must not be the main focus and purpose of the life of the Christian to be checking studies. The most recent research shows that the, uh, the average person checks Facebook every 31 seconds. Okay. Every 31 seconds, they're checking on Facebook what's going on. So there, 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 there's so much going on in terms of entertainment and that can distract us and all of that. But we're talking about gospel music. Gospel mm. music, the main focus of gospel music must not be entertainment. And it should, that should not be the motivation. However, there is a place. I see someone saying, is having fun in the Lord categorized as entertainment? Well, I'm going to step away from categories a little bit. And my question will be, is God being glorified in that which I am enjoying? And is it subtracting? Is it taking away from my calling, my purpose, or my ministry in any way at all? And Philip Holmes again says, in communion with Jesus, we experience lasting joy that entertainment can only promise but never provide in communion with jesus we experience lasting joy that entertainment can only promise but never provide 
And I think that is the conclusion of the matter. That the main purpose of gospel music should be to glorify God and therefore to edify. I agree. Any final words as we wrap up? No, I think you've said it all. And I'm in total agreement. All right. Wonderful. Well, that's our talk for today. Thank you so much for joining us. It was great. Thank you to my co-host, Wayne, for dropping by. We had a wonderful conversation. We trust that you have been blessed. To our studio audience, you have been great. Thank you so much. If you want to be on the RevTC Views mailing list, please send us an email at revtcviews at gmail.com. You'll be kept in the know for the live shows and other events. I invite you to follow the RevTC Views podcast so you will get notifications whenever there's a new episode. Thank you for keeping me company. Remember, we have part two of the Gospel Music Dilemma coming to you next week, Friday. Same time, same place. Until next time, I'm your host, Reverend Tashi Campbell.